Encouraging People presents Harvest Time Podcast with Pastor Bill Baldwin and special guest Neil Rory. Well, it's good to be here with everybody tonight. We are so glad to be with you. We are filling in. I'm actually Bill Baldwin. I'll be the host of this gathering, and we're here with Dr. Joe and Encouraging People. And we've got a subject we're kind of on, we're going to talk about tonight. This is Neil Rory that's with me right there, Neil. Say hello to everybody, Neil. Hello. How are y'all doing this evening? (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to be talking about something that I actually spoke about uh, at the gathering at church this past Sunday. Um, Kind of unique how I come up with it. But uh, we we talked about, we talked about shame and, um, it began actually a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, just as we would getting into the new year. And I was just sort of rolling over and praying about, okay, what kind of a message about the coming year, the future that we have? And while I was getting there, all of a sudden I heard this come up on the inside of me that said the past. And I thought, the past? <laughs> I wanted to get past the past and move on into the future. But what the Lord was doing, actually, the, the Lord was actually leading, at least sowing, sowing seeds inside of me that would get us to where we would deal with our past so that we could move on into 2024, ready to go for what he had for us, his people. So um, this past week, though, we were talking about what I called Satan's trump card, and um Neil, why don't you tell people what I talked about and some of the stuff that popped up inside of you while I was speaking? Well, you know, that's a very good subject that you uh, had talked upon, and, you know, God gave you clarity. And, you know, it's it's something that deals with, you know, everybody in this world, really. At some point in time, you know, you're going to deal with that kind of feelings. And, you know, if you're a Christian, which I hope you are, um, you know, you'll you'll definitely come across it because I believe, just like you said Sunday, that uh, it's one of the devil's many many cars he has in his hand that he can mess with good people. Uh, when's the last you know? time? When's the last time some of this kind of stuff hit you? I mean, uh, that you. Well, here recently, matter of fact, uh, had some very troubling issues in my life. Um, you know, it's one of the tough things to do is to come out of your shell and be able to talk to people. And yeah, at sure. least people that, you know, you would think would understand to some point of some of the stuff that you're dealing with. And like you preached on Sunday, shame is a big part of it. And, you know, whether it was directly or indirectly to another individual. But, um, you know, God's great and he'll get you through it. I um. I actually, I, I, you you probably remember me saying, or at least telling the people, uh, at the while I was gathered in the fellowship there that um, I I was I'd had planned to preach something else, and uh, that morning I got up I get up real early on Sunday morning about three o'clock on Sundays, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there about three thirty I I go to my computer I always run some. Um, soaking worship music no words you know behind me well i turned the computer on to do that and up pop my son's josh mm-hmm. people that live well watch this you probably know josh baldwin he's he's a worship leader well his song that just came out 
I started listening to it, which is rare on Sunday morning that I'd listen to anything <laughs> like that. I started listening. And here was the line. This is, this is what changed everything. I listened to this line, and I wrote it down so I wouldn't remember it, so I wouldn't forget it. And the line goes like this. Why should I make a bed in my shame when a fountain of grace is running my way? I know I am yours, he says to the Lord. I was made for more. And when I heard that line, it just, everything shifted. And I knew I had to talk about, I had to talk about shame. Because it is one of the most debilitating emotions. I call it the trump card because of this. It's when we've got something in our past, and I do, and you do, and probably people are going to be watching us. They will. They do. When we got something in our past that we hadn't quite got over or hadn't gotten over, then what happens is, is that either a person or a circumstance or it can be anything can hit us and we will immediately become debilitated right there. Bam. We will, it'll stop the whole process of life. Do you remember the scripture I talked about Sunday? Do you? Uh, John you, one, wasn't it? Or John four. John four. Yeah. yeah, the woman at at the well. At yep. the well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Matter of fact, I do. And you know, it is really amazing when you sit down and actually start getting into the Bible, and you, you know, you figure, at least I myself, speaking for myself, you know, you start reading and you really come to a conclusion. At least I did that. I really didn't know anything, and it's actually a learning process all over again. So, you know. Well, it's the good thing about it is the stories, the stories in the scripture sometimes have, I, you could read that, that story about the woman at the well, mm -hmm. and there are so many truths in it. And I'd never really, I never really um, contemplated the truth about shame in there like I, you know, like I did yeah. for a Sunday. Absolutely. And, uh, anything particular stand out to you while I was sharing that? Well, I mean, you know, she, just the way the woman came off in the beginning when, she, when Jesus spoke to her about give me give me something to drink. Uh -huh. uh, it just, just the way she came off, you know, that's how most people in life come off when they first meet somebody they've never met before. You know. And especially a holy man. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just strange. It's not strange, but it's very interesting how she... You know, instead of just running and just, you know, who is this guy? And, you know, didn't run off, didn't scream for the hills or nothing like that. You know, something made her stay mm -hmm. and actually, you know, find out who this man was and had, what he had to say. And it completely changed her life. And I think that's the hallmark of a lot of people in the world today. When they see somebody or meet somebody for the first time and, you know, like you just said, a holy man whether you know it's out in the street or in church or whatever I mean you know it's very intimidating in a lot of ways and a lot of people don't have the courage at first to either speak or even come up to a person like that or have an interaction with them yeah, yeah. so I, I think it was very interesting I don't know if that has anything to do with anything but it's just that's what kind of struck me in a way or something that you know nobody had said you know she didn't run in fear. What made her stay? Yeah, you know, I've I've lived through that. I mean, I know I know what that feels like, and 
um, here's here's the great thing about I think about that story, and it's the wonderful thing about the Lord is that I saw that whole thing. You know, the whole the whole story is is that Jesus is with his disciples and they're going down the road, and it's obviously lunchtime, mealtime, dinnertime, sometime they hadn't eaten. And they're going to get something to eat, but Jesus takes a turn to go down a road to Samaria. Mm -hmm. Jews and Samaritans, mostly Jews, will not have anything to do with Samaritans. But it was almost like he was on an assignment Mm -hmm. from his father. So he goes into he goes into this into Sychar, the city in Samaria, goes by a historic well, Jacob's well, which is Jacob obviously being. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, mm-hmm. been there for hundreds of years by that time. And he meets a woman in the middle of the day. And nobody draws water. And in the ancient, uh, in in the Near East, nobody draws water in the middle of the day. It's, it's hot. Mm-hmm. But this woman is there at, at high noon drawing water. Nobody else is there but her. And, of course, the story goes is that she is there because everybody else is um, in town doing about their business and she's dodging everybody because as it unfolds you find out she's had five husbands the man she's with is not her husband Jesus kind of uncovers this whole thing she's dodging him obviously because of shame but what we read into the story that's not there is is that we kind of have preached her as being this promiscuous, licentious woman who runs around with different men and now she's shacking up with one that it's not her husband. Well, that's not the truth at all. You know, if you remember me saying that. Mm -hmm. So Jesus speaks to her, uncovers it, and she said, you must be a prophet. (laughs) Well, he was and a lot more than that. But um, when that happens, I think this, and I think this is what the Lord does for us, Neil, is that I think the Lord went there directly to pull the shame off of her. And uh, what was that? I mean, I know what it felt like. I know I have been, I have been through stuff as an individual. Um, There is nothing worse than you have had incidences, maybe some of your own doing, maybe some of somebody else's, there's people watching us right now that have, there's no doubt they, there's abuse. People have been abused. People have been framed. People have been talked about. Mm-hmm. And immediately they get years between them and the incident, but suddenly they look into the eyes of somebody that either looks, looks at them with that look of shame or, and they just cave in. Oh yeah. And um, you've experienced that, right? Yes, sir. I have more than once. Um, you know, it's the things that we don't say what weighs the most as far as life or in general, really. And as far as shame goes, that's most definitely that way. Um, for years, you know, there was an incident that happened to me. And, you know, for years and years and years, I had never told anybody, anybody what had happened. Hmm. And And I met Dr. Joe and... You know, he disarmed all my, you know, defenses. And I found myself opening up to him and talking to him. And, you know, and it's, I've come a long way when it comes to that kind of thing. 
and you know I had a lot of anger inside a very a whole lot and I was on a path of destruction I really was and uh, you know and it's hard f for me at least to uh, open up and talk to a stranger that's never known me but you know it what was, was the difference this time that when you talked to Dr. Joe what what was it about him that caused you to let your defenses down, let your walls down, let and let what he was sharing, his message, his life message. What what was uh, tell, tell the folks because you're going to help somebody oh, yes. if you'll tell them. Oh yeah, I mean you know it was. Um, it, it matter of fact, it was a look in his eye. It there really was. It really was, and I could see that you know he had suffered kind of the sort of the same pain I did, and. He knew exactly where I was coming from. And that means the world of difference. I mean, it really does. And when you know somebody has been down that path and survived it and, you know, got to a crossroad and was able to make a different, you know, direction, take a different direction, you know, it means it means a lot. And, you know, and it, it took time. Don't get me wrong. Just not, you know, I just didn't open up that same day and just, you know, spilt my guts about everything. Yeah. I mean, you know. It takes a while to heal. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, he opened up to me and I opened up to him. And it's been a day-by-day -day process. But it's been worth it. It really has. And it's changed my whole outlook on life. And I was able to get baptized and, you know, found God again. And, you know, that's why I say, you know, the things I thought I knew were absolutely <laughs> wrong in a lot of areas. So I'm having to relearn what I thought I had already learned. Yeah. So, but you know, I guess that's what life is all about anyway. Yeah. That That's real, that's that's the goodness, that's the goodness of Jesus. The, this, like Josh, like Josh's song said, it is a fountain of grace um, that's running our way. Jesus actually run into the woman and yeah. um, and what shame had done to her is what it did to you. It isolated her from everybody else. Maybe with the exception, we don't know this, it's conjecture, but um, maybe with the exception of others like her. Yeah. But in that day, a woman, this is one thing, a woman could not uh, divorce a man. Mm -hmm. So what we've projected into that story is not the truth. A man could divorce a woman any time, and yeah. she had basically been dropped five times, and and mm. somebody was just letting her have room and board. Possibly, I mean, yeah. we don't know the story. We don't know that part of the story, but what we do know is that we have always read into that a, a Western idea of it, and it's not just not true. But mm. shame did to her what it did to me and you. Absolutely, it isolated her, left her alone. And all she was alone, she was there with her own thoughts. And then you get on top of that, you know what this is like. Mm -hmm. You get alone with your own thoughts and then you start hearing. Then the enemy comes to you. He says, you're no good. You're never. And so you get, you get swallowed up basically. Yeah. Um, That's absolutely right. By, by that right. world. And you start feeling like there's nobody out there that even cares or even has the decency to ask you if you're okay. And that's, you know, a lot of the problems with, uh, you know, a lot of the people that I deal with and that I come across every day or people in my past, um, you know, I've, you know, kind of 
so to speak, you know, associated myself with a different class of people yeah. all my life. And I've seen the dark side of a lot, a lot of people and a lot of horrible, nightmarish things that people can do. But I've actually have seen the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life by them same people. So I know that there's good somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it just takes, you know, just a little bit of time and a little bit of patience and just just to even ask somebody, hey, are you going to be okay? And uh, so, you know, it's there, there's hope out there. There really is. And, you know, God is the embodiment of hope. Here's a, here's a, to wrap up this little part that we're talking about here. Um, it, 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 it comes down to hear these words. Mm -hmm. Jesus looks at this woman trapped in shame just the way you were trapped in shame. Uh, Dr. Joe came to you. And he might not have said exactly this, but this is what he portrayed because this is what Jesus portrays through us. Mm -hmm. He looks at the woman and says, if you knew the gift of God, you would ask of me and I would give you living water. Of course, they're around a well. Why was he wanting to pull the shame off? Because when he did, the woman goes into the city, the very people she dodged, Neil, right. goes into the city and the people she was hiding from tells them all come see a man and that's the reason God takes people like you and me and pulls the shame off of us oh, because so beautiful. he's got people that he wants to send us to oh absolutely I believe so, that wholeheartedly yeah. yep so <laughs> I hope you edit this. <laughs> okay. oh, I, am. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Yeah, for yeah, you should. I okay. was getting ready to, and I didn't know whether you want me to. Or not. Yes, okay, absolutely. let's go back. Everything needs to be ending with praying for people. Okay, okay. okay. All right, let's come back. No, I'm. I'm we, we're good. We'll get together. I'll, edit, I'll edit it right. Okay. So for those for those who are listening right now, I want to pray for them. We're going to pray for them the same way we got prayed for, and we're going to believe that our prayer will pull the shame off of them so that Jesus can use them the same way he did the woman at the well. So absolutely, absolutely. Let's pray for people right now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone who is watching this that is living under the seclusion and hiding because of shame of something that happened in their past. In Jesus' name, Ask for the gift of God right now, and he will give you living water, meaning his life and his goodness and his grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This has been Harvest Time with Pastor Bill Baldwin, brought to you by Encouraging People. For more videos and resources like this, please subscribe to this channel and go to our website at encouragingpeople.com.